Welcome back to the CTO Studio. I am your host, Nikolai Walker. Today we are joined in studio by Imad Georgi, who currently has his own consulting firm and has done us the immense favor of writing four different technology playbooks, um, one through four, and we're going to go through each of them. Thinking about the four pragmatic aspects or approaches to building a technology organization, number one of your technology playbook is customer focus, right? Yeah, to give some context, so this is uh, this technology playbook I've developed over the last 20 years. I've used it in every technology role that I've had, and it simply answers the question, what makes a good technology strategy? And um, it, there are four quadrants. I've refined it over time over a number of massive technology projects. Um, it has four quadrants, and within every quadrant, there are key initiatives, key red flags you look for, key metrics that you look for. Um, and I now use it as the context to, you know, every one of my engagements. And it gives structure because we deal with so much chaos. You know, it gives some structure to, okay, how am I measuring success today, right? And what does that look like? When would you, when when should you be looking at this playbook? Is it if I'm, if I'm a CTO or VPE, I, I look at this as as the playbook for my organization? Yeah, right from the start. So it's, you know, oftentimes I'll start with a client with a two-week audit based on that playbook. And so it gives you context for the causes that we find, for the solutions that we recommend um, as well. Um, and so you start right from the beginning. Number one is how customer focused is our technology. So customer focus sounds cliche, but this is really about, you know, we need to understand is how do we know that what we're working on is the most relevant thing to work on? Now, relevance is such a key thing, right? So this is about the health of our product roadmaps. When I talk about health, I'm not just talking about have we broken everything down into user stories for the next few sprints. It's how do you know that what we're working on is actually the thing that's going to be most optimal for the company? And there's a lot of things that go into that, right? Um, what's my interface with the field and with customers? How am I checking myself? You know, to because everyone has their own opinions they formulate. And, you know, one of the big pet peeves I have is. Um, someone on the product side always talking about the market. Well, the market is going here, great, but what about your customers? What are they doing? Now, you have to look at both. It's not a one-dimensional equation. Um, so, you know, I think the ability to engage with customers. And then how, how do you now translate those feedback loops and that information um, into the execution cycle on a regular basis? So customer focus is key. Okay, so is this a good... Thing then to have your engineers then also be close to customer support oh yeah oh yeah yeah I, I'm a big believer um, in engineers at least doing support for a week or two especially when they start an organization get on the front lines look at it you want to see what we're wrestling with um, I had one client actually um, customer support organization dealing with 1500 errors a day on a particular platform they never brought it up to product or dev because they gave up on those guys. Those guys are so out of touch. They don't know what we're dealing with. So instead, what they pursued was um, we need more support people to handle all these calls. And then we actually stopped the roadmap. And we said, okay, like pulled in a couple developers to look at it. And we traced those 1,500 errors to two root causes. We prioritized those two root causes. I'm making it sound easy, but it was a, quite a journey. We solved those two root causes and we went to less than 10 errors a day and without hiring a single support person. 
And if we had just kind of worked the system, right, and just kept going the way we're going, we would have doubled the size of the sport org and never actually solved the problem, right? So I think bridging the gap between the two is, is key. And then I think, uh, so a couple of things come up for me. One is the trust relationship between customer service and the devs. As you mentioned with the 1500 errors, I, I mean, I have CTO organizations where I can see the customer support people being really frustrated. Well, how do you want us to tag this? You know, how, just you tell us how we need to interface with the customer because clearly you guys don't think this is important. How do I convey that priority? Secondly, what comes up for me is the um, empathy that the developers should have for their customers. And, and and I am surprised often how developers are not logging in or using their own products. It's just, uh, it, it's, it's exhausting. You've got so much to do that the idea of just putting yourself in the shoes of the end user, it's almost like you don't want that because I've got so much work to do on this side. Well, yeah, and I, you know, I'm not giving, you know, I'm not making excuses for developers, but it's also, what is the leadership holding them accountable to? So something I like to do um, in demos and sprint reviews, even in regular meetings sometimes, is point to a developer. I mean, you have to set the expectation first, right? Everybody needs to be ready, but point to a developer and say, hey, could you um, log into the product right now and do X, Y, Z? Go ahead, put it on the screen and make it an okay part of the culture. Like, sure, no problem. Here you go, right? I just did that, you know, an hour ago. Um, and so I think a big part of it is what you hold people accountable to as well. Um, so I give you another, another story about a one client that I walked into a couple weeks in. It was very clear that the customer service people is a software platform that had been around for a couple of years. Customers were complaining left and right about all sorts of broken windows, issues, there's incidents everywhere. It was pretty unstable. Meanwhile, product organization and dev were just marching down the beat of satisfying sales with new features and kind of basically ignoring the customer service guys. So um, to make it a point within a couple of weeks being part of that org, we put a pause on that roadmap and then I told product to take a back seat and we went to the customer service folks and we said, your product for the next sprint. What should we work on? And there were five teams we melded all the teams into one team, and we we did Kanban, right? We said, okay, forget the sprints and scrum and everything. We're going to meet every morning at 8 a.m., one master backlog of all the customer service issues. And part of that was calling the customer service people on their own shit, because sometimes people just like the bitch to bitch, right? And then you give them the form, they're like, oh, uh, I don't know what you should work on, right? And then we prioritized things. And I remember in that first forum, we had all the development team there and all customer service meeting together. Never happened before. Every day at 8 a.m. And when they started walking through and explaining, like, well, here's why this is an issue. One of the developers piped up and said, oh, I didn't know that was such a big issue. I could fix that today. Which, by the way, pissed them off even more. <laughs> right? But it was ultimately a good thing. And in, in the two-week cycle, we ended up fixing more issues than they fixed in the last year. And... It was so powerful. It was so powerful. And 
we in the retro we had one guy from customer service kind of pipe up and say I'll admit I hated you guys in dev before this happened and I had this one big client I would be on the phone with him every Friday and this customer would com have the same complaint every Friday I got to the point where I ran out of distractions to tell them I had no solutions and I just got out of a meeting with them and they said there's nothing to discuss everything is fixed so I just want to tell you de developers I want to say thank you and I want you to know that from now on I will be your biggest advocate and sure enough he was but he really was active and so it was just a powerful change event for both teams So do you think, that's brilliant, do you think that Churn and uh, ARPU and do you think that those types of metrics should be in the development team then as well? Churn metrics, NPS scores? Oh yes, absolutely. Yep. And it should be part and parcel of that. And also understanding like what can I do today that would affect that NPS score? Like why is, why is our NPS score lower than last year okay xyz well what role do i have to play in that so the so as cto or, or or as the technical lead how do i make my team more customer focused how do i build a trust with everybody who touches the the the, the customer and how do i integrate those teams so that they can start having empathy for each other uh, and the mammoth tasks that each of those departments are trying to accomplish. Yeah, sometimes it's as simple as just starting, right? First, you have to determine, are the people that are currently responsible for representing the customer voice to you actually representing the customer voice? So that's a key question that must be um, resolved. And then you've got you to actually look for the people that are representative of the customer voice, no matter what role they are and bring them into your team. Have them come give a talk in the next weekly team meeting, right? You don't have to wait for all the processes to change and the org to change and all this stuff, right? Thanks again for joining us here in the CTO studio. And thank you again to Imad Georgie for breaking down his four technology playbooks for us. We just covered one, uh, we, which is the focus is customer service. In the uh, subsequent episodes, we will go through two, three, and four. As well as do check out 7CTOs.com. And please subscribe to the podcast that's available here in iTunes. As always, we will see you next time.